Welcome to Living for a Living, the first van cast. <laughs> living for a living, baby. How you doing? <laughs> oh, boy. It's been a long time coming, man. I've been plotting this one in my mind. The amount of times I've said I'm going to buy a van and then I'll do podcasts from the van. I wish I had a dollar for every time I said that because I would be a rich man, my friend. Hope everybody's doing wonderfully. I know it's. I took quite a break. I think this is... What is it? October. I think my last post was about three weeks, four weeks ago. Last pod. I needed it. I definitely needed it. Also, because I was doing the build, which we will get to a van tour coming up. But I I just needed that time away. I've been so consistent over the last year, year and a half of doing a a podcast every single week and then posting clips and doing all that stuff on TikTok and Instagram and all that. And I've had some success with it. It's been growing. Thankful for everybody who's been tuning in and listening. But I also needed a break after about, I think, like I said, a year and a half straight of once a week, every now and then twice a week if I had a guest on. And I was getting to the point where... I felt like I was forcing some shit that I needed to say. You know, occasionally it felt like, okay, what am I going to talk about? I don't know exactly. I have some things I want to talk about, but maybe I don't feel super passionate about them. And it was good to get that consistent flow going. But then I think it was also starting to hinder the passion a little bit behind it. And so now I'm, I'm back on track for all my YouTube people out there, hopefully I can edit this a little bit and post the lighting situation. I'm still figuring out how I'm going to record all this. My best source of light is right here. And so I really need to be recording from like this way. But uh, to all the Spotify people, I advise checking this one out on YouTube because coming up I'm going to do a van tour. I guess I'll also post that on Instagram and shit too so you can see it there. But this is the one to watch on YouTube, I think. Got it. It feels good in here, baby. I got a new uh, mic stand. Oh, let me turn the phone off real quick. Or silence it. There we go. And, oh man, now that the sun's coming out, I'm starting to get even worse lighting in here. So maybe this isn't the one to see on YouTube. <laughs> Oh well, but we're going to do it regardless. First and foremost, also, another thing I've been working on outside of the van build has been rebuilding the website. Thank you to everybody who's bought and made a purchase so far. I got quite a few new things up on the website now, including the beanie, logo beanie, some other hoodies, crews, you know, winter is a coming. I don't know if it's picking it up on the video here, but it's cold in Finland. I can see my breath inside the van right now. And while the winter is a coming, that means I am a going. 
I'm like the opposite of the Wyclef Jean song, I'll be gone till November. Well, I guess if I was talking to someone in Portugal, I'll be gone till November. But my remix would be, I will be gone in November. <laughs> and that that song's kind of ironic. I can't play it because of copyright stuff. But uh, basically, it's about a dude going on drug runs every year and say, you can't work a nine to five, blah, blah, blah. And I relate big time, not exactly the drug run thing, but not be, not being able to work a normal nine to five job. And so living this weird little life that I'm doing and man, I'm, I'm kind of sad to leave Finland right now. Cause I got a good little situation going, but I guess I shouldn't say I'm excited to leave, but I'm excited for the adventure coming up big time. And I will be back in Finland in February. It's not really officially posted and all those things, but I've re-signed for a second season here in Kuopio with the Steelers. So we got to defend that title, go back to back to back. For myself, it'll only be back to back. And that's been something... I think I've talked about it. I don't even know what I've talked about in the last few episodes because it's been so long. So forgive me if I repeat myself. But once I won the championship here in Finland against the Roosters, and then once I had the van and built the van, those two things have been such big goals of mine over the past three years. The van dates back probably even four or five years. Where when I originally went to Vasa in 2019 to play in my mind I was thinking yo I'm gonna knock off the roosters because for those of you that don't know Finnish football standings and history the roosters have won like six out of the last seven years or seven out of the last eight years up until last year now they've won I think seven out of the last nine but Quopio's won the last two you feel me and so in my mind I was always like yo I want to knock off the top dog. I didn't get a chance to do it in Poland with the Wrocław Panthers. And in every country, there's kind of a, a top dog that wins mm, probably 80% of the championships. And then at some point, the the tide will change and a new team will come in to play. You know, Sometimes not. Sometimes it's only for one or one year, two years, whatever. And so in my mind, I just, I knew I wanted to beat the fucking roosters. And after Quopio won last season, when I wasn't here, I was almost like, damn, that kind of spoiled my plan. I was supposed to be the one to knock, you know, to, to win, to make it so the roosters don't win another championship. And then it was pretty ironic because this past winter, it was like January or February, one of the guys I was talking with on the team who ended up leaving the team and going and playing in Berlin, we were talking and he said, hey, bro, just so you know, like last year's championship doesn't mean shit to me. And I thought he was just saying it in a way of competitor, I want to win the next championship kind of thing. I go, yeah, no, I feel you, bro. He's like, no, man. He's like, it. It's not, we didn't beat the Roosters in the championship. It's not the same. And I was like, oh shit, he's right. 
He's like, when we beat them this year in the championship, it'll be different. It'll feel different. And so that that kind of made me realize, like, oh, shit, the goal is still in place. And so once I accomplished that, and as I said, that's been kind of the football goal of mine. And throughout my career, high school, college, now Europe, I've always kind of had this little goal of like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to, you know, win there. I'm going to whatever it may be, get this amount of money for a contract. Sometimes it didn't always have to do exactly with playing. I'll admit my second year I returned to Poland. I wanted to win. Don't get me wrong. But in my mind, that was like contract year. I was thinking, no, I'm going to have my own apartment. I'm going to get paid this amount and I'm a ball. And I did, and then we ended up that being my season I've lost the most in. And not necessarily, I don't think it was solely because of that being my mindset, but at the same time, there had to have been something there. You You know me, I'm a big believer in visualization, beliefs, all those things, setting goals, accomplishing them. And so you gotta be careful and be strategic on what goals you're setting what's your visualization, what you're believing, what you really want, because ultimately that shit is going to come to fruition. And so getting that, I was like, okay, well, what do I want to do in football now? You know, this was my seventh season in Europe. I've now won three championships in two different countries, played in another championship in Poland. Like, dude, I've I've said, you know, I want to be like the Tom Brady of Europe and just win a bunch of championships in multiple different countries and that's still the goal but I just I didn't have something specific set out and so I kind of for a week or two was like not depressed but worried or, or or just in my own head thinking fuck what's next and then on the flip side same thing with the van it it's been such an idea in my mind and such a goal for so long that once I finally got it, I was like, okay, I got it, but now I need to build it. And then I finally built it. I was like, okay, now what? Because I've always been saving in my mind, like, okay, I'm going to buy this van and then build it up. But now I don't have that thing exactly. Well, I didn't have that thing, I should say. So I was like, fuck. I was was kind of like a, a man without a plan. And you know me, my Virgo self, I like having a plan. Even if the plan is having no plan, I need a plan. Which, coming up on this van life shit for winter, the plan is going to be no plan for a little while. It's going to be connect to myself a little bit. But I'm, I'm ready for that, and that's what I want. But if I don't have a plan and I want a plan, boy, I get in my own head real fucking quick. I'm sure a lot of people relate. So over the last month or so, I think I touched on it last episode as we went on this little like trophy tour with the trophy that we won to all our sponsors and I got to talk to them and it was cool, kind of include them, you know, they give some money and normally like that's all their real connection is to the team, but to come and show them the trophy, take picture at their, at their place of business talk to me for a little bit, you know, I like the little bullshit conversation, and some of them had some awesome, I mean, we had some great conversations, I don't want to put 
put them down anyway like that. But every time we were at some sponsor place, the trophy itself has every winner in the history of the Maple League, which is the Finnish League, dating back to 83, I believe. 82, 83. Ironically, this Volkswagen's from 83, so that's kind of a coincidence. And as I've mentioned, the Roosters have been the top dog here in Finland for a long time, especially in the the most recent history, recent past. And then before them, and so on the trophy, it says like Roosters, 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 like a lot of fucking times. And before them, the team in Porvu, the Butchers had won like six in a row. And so, it, you know, it goes roosters, 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 butchers, 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 roosters, roosters. And then there's a, sprinkled in one or two different ones. And every sponsor we would go to would mention that and look at that and comment on that. And, you know, now there's two Steelers in a row. And I just, after that, I was starting to think like, damn, we got to get a couple more Steelers or, and, and we got to make it so that the Steelers has that brief legacy, you know, and then ironically in a, in a message to the team, Pekka, our head coach said something, you know, one is the first time when you win it once, it's the first time when you win it twice, it's two, when you win three, it's a streak, and when you win four, it's a legacy. And I was like, shit. I had been thinking it, too. And I wasn't here for the first one, but in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, I for sure want to win back-to-back because that's that's a big thing to do selfishly for my own personal thing. I did it in Portugal my first two years in Europe, and it... it creates a bit of a legacy because I mean I didn't lose once in Portugal in my two years there and so I mean those dudes love me out there and even like guys on other teams have a a respect for me for what was done in those two years and so I thought to myself okay get two out here but then to even put even a bigger stamp on it it's like getting three. And I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I, I'm i just explaining all of this because these long-term goals really help me in my day-to-day life and how I function and how I go about things. And so I was like, yeah, that would that'd be that'd put four Steelers plaques on the trophy. That'd be pretty fucking dope. And then, you know, I'm sure they'd be in a position. I'm not saying I'm the reason they're winning. Obviously, they won it before I got here. They can win it after I'm gone. Same thing with the Devils in Portugal. They won it either this past season or the year before without me there. And I take just as much pride in those wins, too, because it's this feeling of leaving something that you left behind. And so football, I was like, okay, that's that's what I want to do. I like my life here in Quopio. I like the team. I like the coach. I like the city. I can be here for another season for sure and possibly two. And so then I was like, okay, well, what about other life ideas, thoughts? You know, I want to travel as much as possible. And now with the van, that makes it pretty easy. 
get the get the vlogs going. I still need to generate some form of idea or goal with the vlogs and and the, you know I I'll, I'm excited to do the podcast while traveling. I got a real good setup now that I'm fucking stoked on. But I I just don't have it set in my mind this specific goal and I was kind of like going back and forth too on do I even want to vlog while I'm on this road trip? You know, because part of me thinks when you're vlogging, you're not living exactly in the moment. You, you, you can, but also there's so much extra to it with the editing, with thinking about it. Is it. It's then hard to be truly living for a living. And I was starting to be like, would I be kind of a phony? You know, like I'm almost feeling like that. And then this uh, last weekend, I was at my girl's place up north, or girl's parents' place, and we were comparing stories and stuff, and the the dad was showing some video, or just like photo album, what's it called, slideshows of some of his hikes and travels and stuff like that in Finland, and then... She was like, well, show them, show them the videos that you did already with the van. And so I did that, and then I showed him some of the Nepal stuff, which really blew up. And, and it, while I was doing the Nepal stuff, that really was my goal. was like, this shit's going to be big. And I was glad I did it, because it made me realize, damn, no, I for sure need to vlog this shit. I got to figure it out my own little way. But man, it was just so much fun to reflect and watch those videos and be able to share them with somebody two, three years later. And I've always said, you know, in, in 20 years, it'll be even fucking better. And so I still, like I said, I'm still working out exactly the goals in mind of what I want to do exactly from that travel side of things. It's easy just to say, well, I want the vlog to get big and blah, 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 which I do and do some more travel content. I'd love actually to get it to a certain point where I don't have to film myself, where someone else is filming me and I kind of have like my own TV show kind of thing. Like if you, inspirations like that are like Nelk and Danny Duncan, not doing all the crazy party prank shit that they do, but just in that same kind of regard where they have somebody that's on staff and on the team to solely film and edit and so that's kind of where I'm going with that and then in terms of like purchases you know I'm not too big of a materialistic dude which is like ironic I realize having this clothing brand now and everything because I'm I'm constantly thinking of ideas of like oh that'd be dope that'd be sick but do I need another (laughs) t-shirt But then with purchases, it's like, okay, I got the van, I got it built, now what? Now what do I save my money for? What do I, I, I try and earn? And my, my pinned tweet on Twitter, which I probably did two years ago, I said, like, in the next four years, I'm going to buy some land and a small farm in Portugal. And I've realized that's the, that's the overarching. I think maybe I shot my load a little too early on that tweet and said four years, I don't know if it'll happen in four and shit. If crypto takes off, maybe it will. But that's the the ultimate, ultimate big goal that I'm I'm looking ahead at, which will eventually kind of be the 
quote-unquote retirement plan from this crazy nine-to-five job that I have, you know, fuck, I need to retire. (laughs) Or, you know, it'd just be a place then to do all the content and stuff like that, especially during the off-season, and then whenever, whenever I quit playing football, I don't know when that'll be. It's too much fun right now. But then on some, like, smaller little purchases, I'm like, damn, I must admit, I feel cool to be in like the Volkswagen gang messaging some people on Instagram that have Volkswagens hopefully going to meet up with this one dude who has a like a Westfalia traveling around Europe like me it kind of it's like a cool little group and so I was like man I wouldn't mind actually having a maybe a little smaller van like a Westfalia for an everyday driver kind of thing or even then or like an old Beetle those old Beatles are sick. And then we've been re-watching Sons of Anarchy lately. And so I'm like, I, my spirit animal is Jax Teller for sure. And so I was like, man, might be kind of dope to have a Harley too. So those are kind of now like in my dome for things I'm working towards, things I'm visualizing, believing, you know, putting the law of attraction out there, which as I've said, like, you got to put it out there, but then you got to go fucking work for it. So that's just a, a little catch up and a therapy session to, to start that off with where I'm at mentally right now. As I said, the van build is pretty much done. Like it is done. And it's not perfect. It's not the most pretty thing in the world, but I am so damn proud of it, man so proud. I surprised myself. I've done some decking in the past, redoing my parents' decks back home and having to cut and do angles and screw, drill, da-da-da-da-da. But that's all like building flatland. It was, I've never had to build like up and out and all that kind of stuff. And just the process of drawing something up, visualizing it, thinking about how it's going to happen, how you're going to make it work, measuring, thinking, oh, well, there's a, there's a wheel well in the way there. There's this, the, the dimensions change. How can we fix that? I really enjoyed just the way that my brain has had to think during all of this. And I did this with relatively not too many tools. If I had a, like a true table saw, this shit would be even better, but it's still pretty damn good. And I have to admit, I, my mom's brother, my uncle, he built our house back in Washington. And him and both of his sons, who are like my two best friends probably in my family, my two cousins, Ryan and Jay, <clears throat> they're like really good with their hands and building and doing shit like this and remodeling houses and building the shed and all those kind of things. And I was always the sports guy, you know, I think at times got looked down on like the pretty boy, even I wasn't the pretty boy, but in comparison to them, I was. And so I have to admit throughout building this whole thing, I just kept thinking like, damn, I'd really make Ryan Jay proud and my uncle Danny. And that's, I don't know. It's like this thing I've proved to myself, I guess. You know, we all, I've, throughout this shit, 
you know, you realize these like weird little inner demons, inner battles that you have and who affects them. And, and it's never their fault or their reason. It's all this internal shit that we, we generate, whether it's through growing up or parents or whatever traumas and experiences. And I was like, damn, you know, one, I miss them because I haven't been home in, uh, over two years now. And then I was also like, damn, they'd, they'd be proud, you know, like I'm doing something at least that I, maybe I I can't see them, but they would fuck with, it's like I'm with them in a certain way. And so that's, that's been, that's been really fun. And man, I'm trying to think of some of the issues that I've ran into while building. Luckily there wasn't that many. I've gotten super lucky kind of as always. I was originally planning on doing some hardwood floor in here. And so I started to do that. My girl had some like leftover or old hardwood floor slats that I was going to use, but they'd been sitting in the garage for like three years. So they were not that straight. So it was going to be a task to get it done. Luckily, pays to be nice. Good to have friends in high places. A guy I know here has a flooring company. And he said, hey, you know, I got this leftover flooring stuff that's like a sport court that they use for badminton facilities, which I didn't know there were such thing as badminton facilities. He said, if if you want, you can have it. I said, oh, okay. And at the time I was like, oh, I'm going to do the hardwood floors, but yeah, sure, I'll, I'll take it. Lo and behold, that shit saved me, man. And it's, it's wood. It looks like wood, but it's not. And installing it was about as easy as could be. Just had to cut it out with the X-Acto knife and get a couple pieces that were a little funny fitting. And so that, and it's, it looks fucking amazing and it'll last forever. So that was, that was like one hang up that just like instantly got solved. And then other than that, there really hasn't been too many things. My my stove setup is a little ghetto because I ordered a German camping stove off of Amazon, which has different hooks and hookups and connectors than what they use here in Finland. And so I was like, fuck, am I really not going to have a stove until I at least get to Germany or Poland or whatever, you know, which would be three, four, five days. But I ended up kind of just making something work. And it's, I don't think would pass fire code. But it'll cook some eggs and make me some coffee for at least four or five days. And again, then got a propane tank given to me from the team, from Pekka, who it was just sitting in the in the team office that they were going to throw it away. And I was like, what are you guys going to do with that propane tank? He's like, I don't think anything. You can have it. I Let me make a call. All right, yeah, it's yours. So just weird little things like that, just all coming together. Uh, yeah. Here, let's let's do the van tour. All righty, for a little podcast van tour right now, it's raining super hard outside, so I can't really, uh, I don't know how I'm going to do this. The van's small, so I basically just got to do a 360, but I'm going to show you some certain things. Um, 
Okay, so I, here, uh, check out my ghetto handle I've created. Like I said, there's still a few things in the works. Got this at an old belt. Oh, ah, damn, I don't know if I can do it one-handed. There we go. So that opens. Got the rest of the belt also as a handle, you know, which also the belt is used for little things right here too. But okay, so now you're outside. Come on in. We'll start right here in the kitchen. Okay. Luckily, I got super lucky. I thought I was going to have to build the kitchen, but had this old like office kind of desk thing that wasn't being used and the stove fit perfectly right here so as you see here ended up jigsawing this out so that lifts up got my stove right there i'll end up using that propane tank i put it right there hook it up and that's how we'll be cooking and then underneath, got all my cooking supplies, all that kind of stuff. I still got to reorganize and figure out where everything's going to go. But the best thing about this little kitchenette is this. Which, for van life, is crucial. Because if you have doors, they can slide open and anything like this. So that is set. And then I could lock it if I want, so people don't steal my pot and pans. But that saved me a lot of time, because I thought when I initially started, I was just going to get the bed done and the kitchen done. And then I didn't think I'd have time to get kind of my little seating area, which I guess will bring you into right here, as you see. Had the podcast set up. Got that camera right there. I think when I have a guest on... I'll have the camera like right here and then guest, guest. But again, I gotta figure out the lighting situation. I don't know exactly how it's gonna go. So I, got, I can't really show you it exactly, but this table lifts up and then can sit right here. So I have all this space, all this space to walk around. And then I built this little box right here nothing is in it but it lifts up right like that opens up sorry i can't show you exactly because of that and then probably my favorite thing on this again it's going to be hard to show is under here open that up we got the throne lift that bad boy up and I could literally be shitting while I'm podcasting, baby. You'd never know. So, I'm not sure how the smell's going to work out. We'll, we'll figure it out. But I got some solution in there. Should be all good. Okay, let me put that back. Ugh. All right, next couple little hmm, little things got my whiteboard right there for any notes I need to do buy toilet paper clean the toilet that kind of shit as I said well I didn't I finished recording the podcast before I did 
The one thing I didn't get to that's going to be the project for next year will be like solar and electricity. So for now I just have these LEDs that are battery powered, like three AAAs. So I have one right here that I can hit right as I walk in the door. I have one right here that I can actually hit from when I'm sitting in the driver's seat. And then I have one back there that I'll be able to hit from when I'm in bed. And then I can also hit when I open that door too. So that's the kitchen and the living room. Now we'll go to the bedroom. This kind of reminds me, I did a, I was on House Hunters International when I lived in Poland and I had to do like a introduction video or like a audition video, I should say. And I did it like MTV Cribs and filmed it myself. This kind of reminds me of it. So we got the bed. This is where all the magic happens. I have yet to sleep on this yet, but it's a pretty a full size bed. And then the thing I'm probably most proud of is this little side table bed stand with all these drawers here. Again, I have I have nothing in these right now yet. I haven't figured out what to put in each thing yet. Probably some like lotion will go in that last one. This is a, a unique thing that I was super proud about for when I'm in cooking mode. This is the one drawer I have filled up too. Got my spices, vitamins, that kind of shit. I don't know, I might move that. This is the one drawer that actually looks organized. But, have this little thing that comes out. And then, you look up, got these chains. I unhook this chain. Uh, Go like this. There we go. Go like that. And I got this little desk, or a little counter, which uh, I might need to go buy some longer chain because it's not super flat. I'll see exactly how that feels or works. But I could, uh, my next thing I also need to buy is a stool because I'd like to have a stool to go right here so I could be chilling. I could eat breakfast, eat dinner, do some work, do some writing, maybe do a podcast right here, who knows? Ooh, that actually could be a cool idea because the lighting is good if I open the door. But it also provides me when I'm cooking right here with a little bit extra space if I need to like it's strong enough I could I could cut on it I could just have some other things put right there some bowls you know take it off put it there and I wasn't planning on doing that that was like a spur of the moment idea that I'm pretty fucking excited about and very proud of uh what else I think in the future in this box will be like the extra battery and like inverter will be like right here so I have power available because also the other battery is right here behind the driver's seat. Crazy thing about this van is to check the oil. I literally check the oil from right here. 
I undo that thing. So you can be in the car and checking the oil. Uh, what else? I guess nothing too more exciting. Just under the bed, we got a bunch of storage. So much storage and no shit to put there. You know, I got these. These, like, have nothing in it, really. Some stuff for the toilet. And then in the back, I got some crates. Some old car some carpet that is under the floor here. That I don't know, I just feel like it's good to have. That box has nothing in it. Just a place to put shit. And shit I don't have. Oh, and then my closet. Last but not least. Closet right here. Undo these. Bring that down, and got all my clothes right above there. Probably end up putting my like computer up there also. And yeah, I think that's uh, like I said, I'm just waiting on the cooler. Cooler, oh, cooler will go right down there next to the propane. And then we're good. So that is the van. I ended up probably spending about, I don't know, 250 to $300 on all the wood. Got the flooring for free. Yeah, probably after chains and hinges and everything. Yeah, probably 300, 350 bucks. Thing I use. Like these little handles right here. I bought a belt at Goodwill for four euro and made it into five or six different handles. Um, yeah. I don't know if I don't, I haven't done anything to the front seats yet. So that's about it. Oh. And I got the curtains too. So we can do the same in the back. And that's all she wrote. Back to the podcast. So, yeah, that's the van. That's Mikasa for the next few months. And. I'm pretty damn excited. It's so cool now to be able to sit in the driver's seat, turn the keys off, and then just whoop, come into the back. Got my set, my my bench seat. You know, I got everything, as you saw. So, I think for the, the plan, the no plan plan, I'll be leaving here in Leuven Quopio in the next couple days. I had to wait for a cooler to get here. I had to order one. I thought I could just go buy a nice cooler at the store. But little did my dumbass realize buying a cooler right before winter in Finland when the outside is a cooler is pretty damn difficult. So I went into a couple different stores and said, hey, you guys got any coolers? I saw you had them online. They're like, mm, no. Why do you need a cooler? You know, looking at me like I'm crazy. And so I ended up splurging a little bit. The one thing I don't have set up in here is electricity. So I got LED lights, battery-powered ones. 
And so I, I wasn't going to be able to get a, a true fridge. So I, I splurged a little bit. I got a Yeti cooler. That probably cost the same amount as all the wood that I bought in order to build the entire van. <laughs> but I figure you buy that once and you're good forever with it. So I'm waiting on that to come. As soon as that comes, it's going to be here either tomorrow or Wednesday. It's Monday right now, October 18th. And so then once that comes, I'll be take, I'll be heading off. And then I'll go down south to Helsinki. Got to store my winter tires down there. At a friend of the a friend of friends. Good to have friends in high places, like I said. And then I'll take the ferry from there to Estonia. Because it's getting pretty cold, I don't really plan on staying too long in Estonia, Latvia, or Lithuania. Just going to be kind of driving through those, not taking too many adventures. Although maybe something will come up and I will. Even though Poland, northern Poland is going to be cold as well. But at least there I have homies that I can stay at. And, you know, I, I, I have some I have some places I can go in Poland and... and know my surroundings a little bit better so um then be in poland for a few days and go on down to czech republic where i used to play and live before i moved or shit i was i moved away from czech republic about a year ago crazy how time flies what's happened in a fucking year huh and then from there i'm not exactly sure what i'm gonna do i think i'll just go through like southern germany Especially with the Volkswagen being the German car and hopefully I need... The one thing I still need in the van is that handle for the door. And so maybe, I don't know, put it out there, find a an old an old LT31 that is in the junkyard and still has a, a door handle that I could steal or buy. And then from there, you know, down through France, Spain, and then to Portugal. And, but pretty much after Czech Republic, I don't really have much of a plan. I'm going to kind of freestyle it, see how it goes. Got a couple friends that would be detours off the straightest and quickest path. So it, it'll depend on weather, depend on how I'm feeling, etc. We'll see. We'll see where we go from there. But please follow along on Instagram. I'm going to try and post some shit on TikTok, but I get banned from posting on TikTok like every week from videos like six months old. I haven't posted anything new and controversial in three months yet. They go back and flag some old videos for that are, I don't know. We're losing freedom of speech in the world if we haven't left lost it already. You know, apps like YouTube and TikTok and all those things, they don't technically take away your freedom of speech, you know, they, but then if you violate something, you can get banned or demonetized or whatever. And, you know, and, and I guess in some cases I, I can understand it, but overall it's, it's just not a good, a good thing. I don't think when the corporations and these, these major companies are are controlling what is allowed and what isn't because there's money involved you know you take anything that's going on right now over the past year and a half two years 
with the news media and the coverage of of Joe Rogan and horse dewormer. You take, you know, any statistics that go against the norm regarding you know what. You know, and that's the thing. I don't even want to say it just because that shit gets flagged. Like, they got robots listening for that on all of these apps. And it, it's just sad. I don't know. You, you, I guess you just got to play smarter and understand it. And that's okay. I'll do it. I'll do it. But it, at the same time, it's just kind of kind of sad. You know, just a little, little bit sad. All right. I'm going to interrupt. As I said, I redid the website. Well, not completely. Re- eh, yeah, I redid the website. There's a bunch of new products on there, including the beanies. It's getting warm. Some other a new Mind Over Matter line which I kind of stole from H&M, to be honest, although Mind Over Matter has been a, a thing my dad's always told me throughout my life. And H&M had something along those lines, but it was stupid looking. And from what I hear, H&M steals from small creators constantly and doesn't give them any credit. So it's time they got stolen from themselves. Although I didn't actually... St- I guess we're always stealing everything from everybody. Art? There's... Very little things as original art. So we got that. Got a few other tie-dye kind of stuff. Um, what else to throw in there? I'm doing a collaboration now with two of my past, well, one team here in Quopio, my, the Steelers, and then the Lisbon team. We're going to have Lisbon Devils and Quopio Steelers snapbacks that are made by living for a living. One little idea I kind of have towards with the brand is to kind of branch it out and make it this hierarchy. I don't know how to describe it. Higher, uh, top level kind of brand and then either partner with teams for like hats. It would be cool to be like the new era of European American football or just other things in Europe. And then on the flip side, if there's other creators or other artists that maybe don't have the funds and don't want to create a website and then would like to partner to have their stuff on my website with, you know, a, a like a band or something that's this band stuff by living for a living, you know, like little collabs kind of thing. That's, that's something I see in the future. So I got those on there. This is the longest ad read ever. And, uh, it's just, it's getting to the point where if you have a business, even if you don't have a business, like you, you need a website. You know what I'm saying? Like at this point, that's where half the world is. I mean, that's where all the fucking sensitive sallies are and all the people who get offended by fucking everything are is on the internet. But a lot of people are doing a lot of business on the internet. So at this point, like, if you don't have a uh, website, what the fuck are you doing? So if you are looking for a website, highly suggest my guy, Mati, with Orion M&C. He put together my thing. He he does his thing. 
super fast with all the updates and that kind of stuff. Tell them I sent you. Go to www.orionmc.fi to learn more. Because you need a website at this point. At some point in the near future, conspiracy theory, you're not going to be able to leave your fucking house. (laughs) So you better have some real estate on the internet because that's the only place you're going to be allowed to go. So, you know, get, get that, check that out. It's, I'm super glad that I finally got the website rolling. It just creates a a legitimization, legitimacy, legitimacy, is that a word? For what you're doing. I'll admit, I like to say, no, you got to go check out the website. It's pretty fun. And it's a fun thing for me to tinker with. I like all that tech stuff. So yeah, go, go do yourself a favor. Get a fucking website. Okay, I got, man, I've, I've been off the pod for three weeks. I got a lot to fucking say. This is going to be a long episode. And one thing, speaking of fucking coffee, is caffeine is a hell of a drug, boy. Part of the reason I also didn't record over the last three weeks was I kind of got a little sick. And amidst getting sick, I decided, okay, I'm not feeling super great today. I'm not going to have any coffee either. And that was a mistake because that made me feel even worse. And I was like, damn, I have a really bad headache. I must be fucking sick. And the next day I didn't have coffee either. And then I was like, third day I was like, okay, well, I still feel like shit, but let me, let me have a little coffee. As soon as I had a coffee, I just immediately felt like 85% better. I was like, oh, I wasn't actually that sick. I was just having some caffeine withdrawals. Because throughout this build, I have turned into a middle-aged man. Working in the garage. Drinking six coffees a day. You know, getting getting the work done. And just having a beer, sitting in the garage, admiring my work. Enjoying the silence. And then, you know, there was one night where I I did all that and then I went up and saw that the Lil Nas X VMA performance was on and I was like, Jesus, this is not good for the youth. This is sending a bad message. Somebody needs to do something about this. And I was like, holy fuck, I have turned into my dad. (laughs) But it's kind of true. Kind of true. But there is something special about having a beer in the garage. Had a friend or two come over. We're having beers in the garage. Yeah, yeah, check it out. I cleaned the garage three, four times amongst the van build. Like taking pride in the garage workshop. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, while I was sick, I ended up watching Squid Game which fucking everyone and their mother is talking about. And I have to say it was all right. It was kind of boring in one way because you kind of knew what was going to happen, more or less. I guess in all movies, TV shows, you kind of know what's going to happen. Squid Game was like that, 
But the thing that was cool about it was just the uniqueness of everything. And for those that haven't seen it, it's basically like Hunger Games, Saw, and I forget what that one movie is where there's like food on an elevator and it like goes down like 300 floors and you get to eat whatever kind of like a combination of all those three game three movies and I binged it real quick I watched the eight episodes in like two or three days while I wasn't feeling very good kind of nice you know I try not to watch too much shit like that or anything and it's some definite definite predictive programming without a doubt because that's probably where we're headed by 2084 or 2043 1984 2084 yeah like that wouldn't surprise me at all if if that's where we're going but i try not to to consume that kind of shit too much although now we have a nice little thing going where we watch an episode or two of sons of anarchy a night but that's it's been that's after i've done all my shit so it's just a nice little bit of a decompression in the past i guess or I feel like it's bad to constantly consume that shit if you're not really doing anything else. But who am I to judge? That's just my own thing. But it was nice to just kind of relax and not worry about editing, which is just constantly on my mind. Not worrying about the build, which has taken over my mind as of as of late. But I think it, it's good to watch that kind of shit as long as you keep your mind intact and look for things that they're trying to trying to get you with. You know, I said it back, I think my last binge, that kind of thing was Sweet Tooth. And Sweet Tooth is just way too similar to what's going on right now with the pandemic and the sick and hybrids and blah, 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 and different variants. And So that's also probably some predictive programming. There's going to be kids with antlers in the next 10 years, I bet. But, yeah. The one thing, kind of getting back on censorship and shit like that, during one point of the build, Instagram and Facebook went down and WhatsApp went down for the day. And I'm, like, proud to say I didn't even notice. I noticed that WhatsApp wasn't working. But I didn't even notice that Facebook and Instagram weren't working. And again, that's all fishy. I'm not going to jump into conspiracy stuff, but kind of ironic that the day after some quote-unquote whistleblower goes and talks on 60 Minutes about all the things going on in Facebook and yada yada, that it server goes down for like eight hours or whatever. You'd think a company like that would have some backup plans in, in place. But even the, the whistleblower of it is a little sketchy to me, to be honest. Anytime, like, you know, f- Facebook and Instagram and whatever app, like, censors any information about what's been going on the last two years and, you know, anything like that, yet they're showing videos of the people talking shit about their app. You would think they would censor that one. And so... They want people to see that for some reason, some way, shape, or form. And I heard or something that the whistleblower then really wants like government to have more control over the internet. And so it's like this all, there's a reason for all of it, which government and 
Facebook, all that. They're all in cahoots. Creepy ass fucking Mark Zuckerberg, man. Looks like a really nice guy. Uh, hmm. Where do I go, man? I'm 45 minutes in. I still, I got quite a few things. I guess since I'm sort of talking about conspiracies, we'll get into the topic that just everybody can't not talk about. The old COVID. And just some interesting things that have happened. You know, I think in Scandinavia right now, life is relatively back to normal. I know Denmark, Norway, Sweden have all lifted all restrictions. Finland were, I think, basically there as well. They just don't announce it. And from what all the Finnish people tell me is Finland's always the last one of Scandinavia to react to that kind of stuff. They kind of wait and see what everybody else does. And oh, okay, we'll do that too then. But in, I believe, all four of those countries, I know Finland specifically, the government has came out and said that males under 30 shouldn't get the Moderna jab. And I'm still jabless, will be, but shit, I'm 31. And it made me think like, well, I'm almost under 30. Like, what? how do they know it's just 30? Like, I'm, I'm playing it extra safe. Like, one year, I feel like I'm 25. So I'm not... You know, I, I wasn't going to take it in the first place, but then just to think, oh, well, under 30. And then on the flip side, you know, the U.S. and other countries like, we need all people over the age of five and now soon to be newborn babies can get it. It's like, oh, dude. And maybe everything will be all right. You don't ever get to hear about the adverse effects which are happening because those are censored. But it's just weird, you know, and I had someone the other day ask me, have you gotten it yet? And I said, no. And it was like, Finnish people are cool because it's always like civil conversation. There's not this like super like argumentative thing regarding issues of freedom and, and choices. Like there's a big emphasis on freedom of choice here in Finland, which, and I really respect it. And there's a big emphasis on, like, minding your own fucking business. Which is ironic, like, the American guy saying, like, the thing I really like and respect about Finland is the freedom and people minding their own fucking business. It's like, that's supposed to be America. Freedom. But he said, he, the, my friend said, well, have, have you gotten the vaccine yet? I said, no. He's like, dude, you, you just should. And I was like, eh, you know, I, I don't want to get into that thing either. Because even no matter what I say, I feel that it'll come off like saying, well, you're dumb for getting it. And I don't feel that. I truly don't. But I know it, it's a tough way to get interpreted. And people get a little defensive even even if they don't want to. It's just natural. So I said, ah, no, I think I'll still wait. And he's like, man, you just should. It'll just make everything so much easier. And I'm thinking to myself, that is literally the last reason I want to get a quote-unquote health problem-related shot. Like, yeah, if it, if it was like, uh, 
just you need to change your address because it'll make things so much easier. Yeah, for sure. I, I agree. And I actually recently just changed my address. Made things a lot easier. But that that's like making things easier. When you're talking about, oh no, just get get the shot because it'll just make life easier. It's like, uh, what? Like that's that's the biggest problem I have with all this shit for the most part. One, the weird coercion and like blatant pushing of the agenda on everybody and obvious coercion, bribery, all those kind of things. But also like with the Vax and the Vax Pass, pretty much everyone's argument that you hear is it'll just make things so much easier and it'll get us back to normal so much faster. You know, the amount of people who I know who have taken it, who didn't really want to take it, but had to, whether it be for work or, you know, they said, well, I travel a lot, so I don't want to have to deal with all the shots and, or all the, all the tests. So it's just going to make things easier out of everybody. I've heard talk about it. Not one person ever fucking says, well, I, you need, I needed to get it for health because the, this virus is so dangerous and deadly and my common sense thinks, and maybe I'm not common, and maybe I'm wrong. If we're truly in this pandemic, and the reason then to get the thing to supposedly end it isn't actually health-related, but just ease-of-life-related, that raises a fucking red flag. And then on the flip side, too, regarding the Vax Pass, people say, oh, it'll just get us back to normal. I'm like motherfucker, do you realize that two years ago we weren't showing papers to get into a cafe? I don't know what crazy world, delusional world you're living in, but that is not normal. That has never been normal. If it is, then mid-century Germany was way ahead of their time. They were normal. Oh, that's overreacting. That could never happen. Okay. I'm sure that's exactly what somebody in 1940 said, too. That could never happen. They're not doing that. Could never. They can't get away with that. Obviously, much easier to get away with it then. But shit, with the way going, looping back to censorship and all that kind of shit, fake news, yada, yada, whatever you want to call it. It might be even easier now because you can hide it and then you can put out even more fake shit to lead people down a different path. <laughs> Last thing on that well shit, I mean, I don't know, a couple more things is this last or this last week. I met a guy, a friend of a friend, who a Finnish guy who's a pilot and works for a Kazakhstan airline, Kazakhstani. So he lives most of the year there. He was just back visiting Finland for a couple weeks before he had to go back to work. And this kind of conversation came up and he said, you know, I, I have the, the Sputnik one because Kazakhstan in relation with Russia. He goes, but the craziest thing is when I come back to Finland... I still have to get PCR tests and do everything as if I'm unvaccinated because 
the EU and Finland doesn't recognize the Sputnik and doesn't say, you know, it's legit or whatever. So here this guy is vaccinated, yet he has the wrong one. And, you know, the whole thing is we all need to get vaccinated. And so if this to me isn't just obvious that it's a political thing, and then on the flip side, his wife has the Pfizer from Finland, and then when she goes to Kazakhstan, exact same thing for her, where she has to get tested, basically do everything like she's unvaccinated. Yet she has it, and he has it, but it's the wrong one. And so that just, if that's not fucking obvious that it's political and about some money, I don't know what is. You know, and and then I asked him, I said, well, does Finland recommend you to get the Pfizer also? You know, and does Kazakhstan then recommend her to get the Sputnik also? He goes, no, no, not at all. They don't say that. And so in my logic, which could be flawed, who fucking knows these days? That would make sense then to me. If you're not going to recognize you're going to say one is illegitimate, then you need to get ours also. But the doctors themselves aren't saying to do that. So you're going to be vaccinated, but then we're going to treat you as you're unvaccinated. I mean, none of this shit makes any sense as it, like logically from the health standpoint. It makes a lot of sense from money and control, obviously. But when you truly look at it from health, there's very little sense. It's hard to follow the, the path of rationale. And then, you know, speaking of pilots and air travel and all that kind of stuff, I saw that the Southwest pilots and maybe Delta also and some air traffic control people went on strike. But then I, I tried to look it up a little bit. And New York Times articles, LA Times articles. They were not, it was not a, a sick out. It was not a strike for uh, the vaccine mandates that were being put into effect. It was just a coincidence. It was weather related. Like, oh, thousands of flights all over the country, all weather related, all having to do with just normal, uh, like lack of workers. Interesting. Interesting. But that's the media for you. I myself am encouraging all of the strikes to happen, especially airline ones. From the comfort of my van. <laughs> and that's what people are like. You want to drive everywhere? Why? You could just fly. It's going to take so much longer. I was like, yeah, but I get to do me. I don't have to do anything I don't want to do. And really driving is the way to see and travel. Trains are a, a maybe a far off second. But when you fly, you basically just teleport to that place. And yeah, that's good for changing continents but within the continent like if you truly want to see some shit truly meet people driving through the little towns stopping at the gas station little cities that's the way to see stuff and so that's what i'm like excited about and the fact that i don't have to take a test within the eu i'm free to roam Yay! <laughs> but yeah, just uh, 
Hmm. I guess kind of last thing, you know, well, a couple last thing. Kyrie Irving, you know, is mm, protesting, I guess you could call it, getting the vaccine, which New York and California are a couple of the states that have, like, made it m- mandatory for everybody working there. And, you know, it's just funny for me to see the people who support Kyrie and then the people who are, you know, calling him an idiot. And it's sometimes like flipped of who I would have thought it would be. I, you know, I see on Twitter and, and Twitter is a bad place. I know because half the people in the replies are like Russian or Macedonian bots that are going on. Look into that too. If you don't believe me, that's a real thing, but I've been shocked about the people I actually know, like real people I know on Twitter who will say, you know, oh, Kyrie's thinks he's this revolutionary and thinks he's this and that. You know, coming from one of my black homies that lives in the Bay. And then on the flip side, like, I'm not a big Kyrie fan. I've kind of disliked him throughout the years. I don't know exactly why. Maybe dating back to him talking shit to Kobe when he was in high school. I've never really liked Kyrie. Never been a fan or a supporter. But fuck, I respect the shit out of somebody standing up for what they believe in. Willing to put their payment, their salary on the line. I know he has a lot of money already. He's comfortable. But he's also losing a lot of bread. And then also putting yourself in the villain role in the media and society for people just to have free game talking shit about how you're crazy and you're this and that and selfish and yada, yada, yada. And so, but then on the flip side, you know, I'll see a, one of my like kind of redneck homies, Kyrie Irving's the best. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? This this COVID stuff has has made uh, some interesting groups come together, both good and bad, or on both. I shouldn't say good and bad because it's not really good, but just on both sides. You know, predominantly speaking or demographically speaking, black people are the most hesitant in order to get the vaccine. But then also on that same side is also a lot of like true diehard Trump supporters. And so Trump supporters and diehard Trump supporters and black people are on the same team. Meanwhile, (laughs) everybody else who disagrees with everybody else on every other little thing agrees that, oh, we need vaccine passes. (laughs) So it's kind of funny how weird little things like that bring us together. It's just been interesting, you know, I, everywhere that I've lived over the last year and a half, two years, while this shit's been going on, Spain, Czech Republic, now Finland, everywhere at one point was like the height and one of the top 10 worst places with COVID. And then everywhere has also been like one of the top 10 places where it doesn't exist. And I just don't understand how people don't understand you're not going to beat mother nature. You can't just run the clock out on Mother Nature. When I first got to Czech Republic, they were saying, oh, you know, we were very diligent about wearing masks in the beginning. We shut our borders. So COVID didn't come here. And I was like, okay, well, it's, you think it's just, it's just going to be like, oh, well, we couldn't get in there. So, okay, we'll, we'll go around. Like, no, dude, Mother Nature, if she wants to win, she is going to win. You're not going to take a knee 
for three downs at the end of the game on Mother Nature. And same shit, Finland, it's been like that. And then I don't I don't even listen to stats or anything, but I just hear from, oh, well, Kuopio's, it used to be one of the least infected places in the world or in Finland. Now it's like one of the top. I'm like, well, yeah, like that's how this shit works. That's how nature works. Cycle of life, circle of life, whatever the fuck it's called. You know, it's just, the world is upside down, and if if you don't if you need some proof for that, I got it in a sentence. In the last month, I've had cornrows, and in the last month, Dave Chappelle has been accused of having white privilege. Look no further for why the world is upside down. <laughs> it's that Dave Chappelle stuff, dude. I mean, our society is just so fucking soft. And it's really online. I don't think it's actually in person. I very rarely run into these crazy, offended-by-everything people. I'm sure they're out there, but for the most part, they are just loud and screaming on the internet, not in real life. You know, same thing. Gruden is fired over some comments he said 10 years ago. Racist, misogynistic, homophobic. They have no place. This We got fucking every sports news anchor crying on the fucking air. And I've been trying to look up to see exactly what he said. You know, I know he called Roger Goodell a pussy. That's not a lie. You know, he said something. I think he called Roger Goodell a faggot or something. You know, he said the thing about uh, the black dude's lips or whatever, which like, yeah, not a not a great thing to say. I'm not going to sit here and say like, oh, everyone should go say that. But he said it 10 years ago in a private email while he wasn't working for the NFL. Meanwhile, we got Urban Meyer with his fingers up not his wife's ass the night after a game and he's still got a job. Same thing. Chappelle said it best. You can literally kill a man, but you better not hurt a gay person's feelings. And you better not hurt Roger Goodell's feelings. Maybe those are overlapping. Roger Goodell, fucking pussy, dude. I'll say it. Cancel me. And the crazy thing with Gruden, the whole Gruden thing is, They were only looking at those emails because of the Washington Redskins thing, or Washington football team, excuse me. That'll be politically correct. Over Dan Snyder and whatever the the other owner type of guy was. They're only looking into his emails because of that thing. And that just got swept under the rug. But that just, again, it shows the example of all of this shit, that it's just about the money. Because they can get a quick scapegoat in an employee of Gruden and then that can distract and detract from everything that the employer and the owner is doing. You know, it's... and, And then the problem with both the narratives from the the trans people being mad at Dave Chappelle 
over some of the things, which like, if you watch it, he literally talks about having a trans friend and yada, yeah. But with Chappelle, it's about the trans. With Gruden, it's kind of about the gays, mainly is from what I interpreted it, is it then creates this stereotype that all trans and all gays are these oversensitive, over-offended people. And that's not true either. You know, I'm sure there's some trans people that fucking love Dave Chappelle. I'm sure there's some gay people that aren't really that offended by what Gruden said 10 years ago and don't really care that much. I'm sure that exists. But what the media then does with this narrative is it creates this thing that's another stereotype, and we all hate stereotypes, according to the media, that, oh, all trans are super emotional and overly offended by any joke about them. And all gays that you can't... uh, uh, uh. It's like, no, dude, that's not how it is. And so all that narrative then does is further, further divide the two groups that are already like entrenched in their place. You know, the true like offended by everything people and the true like hateful people. And it just creates even more lack of understanding. And that's the only way to uh, close a divide is understanding. I can tell you firsthand, and I know some of these things are anecdotal and not statistical and da da da, da but fuck, you can make stati- stats look any way, shape, and form nowadays. But regarding, like, the the gay thing, I was working for Uniqlo five, six years ago, which almost made me want to kill myself at one point. But we ended up going down to San Francisco for a business trip kind of thing. And the guy that I shared a room with one of my coworkers was a gay black dude from New York. And at this time was the Republican national debate stuff going on, like with Trump and whoever the hell was also running against Trump on the national, on the Republican platform. We sat in the, our hotel room and, you know, flipping through channels and he suggested, Hey, you want to watch that? I said, yeah. You know, I mean like me being ignorant, and assuming both two demographics that I said, I was like, I figured he wouldn't want to watch that. And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll, uh, we can watch that. And so we watched it and, you know, have discussion while it's going on. And, I mean, it, I, I, I don't remember specific examples and shit like that. But just the, the thing that it made me realize in that moment was like that I was being ignorant because he didn't fall into this narrative and this stereotype of overly offended and this and that. He's like, yeah, I agree with a lot of this, with what this dude says. And like, so-and-so Hillary, you know, like talking shit about Hillary. And it was just like, oh, you know, it was, I just say that to give a little bit of self-evidence for what I'm saying about this like stereotyping thing that's being created with this narrative that's happening in the media right now. And uh, I hope it's just, it's, I hope that people in real life 
just don't fall trap and fall. I don't want to say victim, but fall into the trap of like all this shit that's going on online. I don't think they will, but man, it it's a good it's a good machine that they've built and it's a good system that it's it's difficult at times. I find myself you know, reading Twitter, reading stuff online that's like, oh, you you literally this person can't be real, and they're probably not. I think Tim Dillon yesterday on his podcast said that like 19 out of the 20, or maybe this was on Rogan, I don't know, 19 out of the 20 like Christian extremist groups on Facebook are like ran by Russian bot farms or Macedonian bot farms or something. Yeah, speaking of Rogan, I mean, dude is... A trip. I mean, it's just amazing to me the hate that he gets for just talking to people. But it like that's a huge example of just goes to show people don't actually listen. They just read headlines and just get manipulated so easily. And ultimately, man, dude, life is beautiful. Life is truly fucking beautiful if you don't let all that outside noise enter into yourself. And that's a reminder to myself. You know, I, I I preach not watching the news and not watching too, consuming too much content and stuff like that because it's all a diet. It's all you're ingesting it, whether it's bad food or it's bad media, whether it's bad music, whatever it may be. Like it's going to have an effect on you and going to have an effect on your vibration. And it's hard. Don't get me wrong. It's super hard. And then if you do, just to be mindful with, I don't need to shut the fuck up. I don't need to give any advice or anything like that. I think if you're watching me at this point at a minute or an hour and 13 minutes in, then you probably agree and I'm preaching to the choir. (laughs) And I appreciate you. Hmm. Let me scroll through here. I saw one tweet, my last thing on COVID, was that we should just replace all students' desks with restaurant tables so that way kids don't have to wear a mask all day. (laughs) Okay, changing topics is maybe two weeks ago, three weeks ago. There was a grand opening for a bar here in Quopio called Law School, and it's pretty dope. They got like a theme kind of like 90s MTV when MTV was legit and played music videos and didn't just have talking heads arguing with each other constantly. They had like a grand opening party and I've meandered my way into a circle here and so I ended up having a like a table at this place and there was like I guess there's no way for me to say this without sounding like I'm bragging. So I'm just going to fucking say it. But it was funny because, you know, there's a lot of kind of like who's who people of the Quopio party scene. And I realized like, shit, I'm kind of a part of this. And I've never been a part of any party scene. And then like when I was talking to the guy about having the table there, 
I figured, you know, there's everyone, there's going to be a bunch of people with tables. And then it turns out I'm the only one with the table. And so I got to look really fucking cool is what I'm saying. But no, that, that bar law school, I'm excited for when I come back in February because that's going to be the spot. I don't know if Quopio is ready for it because they actually play some good music. Play a little hip hop, play a little 90s, a little R&B, some stuff with an actual beat. You know, you go to Aptekari, most of the time there, it's just noise coming out of the speakers. But it, it's got that like underground club feel to it. And now that everything's open till 5 a.m., I think it's, I think it has a lot of potential. I'm excited to have some post-game celebrations there when I get back in February, some, some wintertime fun. I mean, and to be honest, you can play any music after 11.30 p.m. in Finland because everyone's drunk as fuck by then, and so they'll pretty much dance to silence as long as there's somewhat of a beat. But... Whenever it does catch on, that night we had there was fucking fun, boy. And they were playing some jams. It's just like that 2000, 90s, 2000s hip-hop. It's a different, different party atmosphere. So I'm pretty stoked on that. Looking forward to see what what comes there. Because I think it's about to take over in Quopio, to be honest. Alrighty, well, hour 20, hour 17, chop it down, hour 10 at least. Like I said, I had a lot to say. The first van cast is now over. Thank you for everybody for supporting. Looking forward to continuing doing this. Maybe next time it'll be good weather. I can do it outside the van, who knows, with some nice scenery behind me. Who knows? We'll figure it out. Until next time, peace and much love. Holla! Listen up, listen up.